sounded like a wind tunnel. Oh. So, Does it sound like air conditioning? Because it's back on. That, uh, that's probably what it is. Okay. But I was like, I was like, that that sounds ominous. I I it is ominous. It's ominous of the weather getting hotter despite it getting deceptively like breezier a few and, days ago. And the fact that it's technically fall now. Not technically. I guess. But, you no, know. well it's, it's it's I like that though. Starbucks is doing the pumpkin spice lattes, so you know, that's that's technically fall. Good. Yeah. Thriving. Uh, how are you? Uh, not bad. Uh, how's it going? Good. Same old, same old. Mm-hmm. You know, going to London tomorrow. So tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, my flight leaves tomorrow. I get there on Thursday. Oh my god. Yeah. What time tomorrow do you have to go? Uh, ten p.m. Okay, you're good. Yeah. I feel like I, every time I'm on a plane, it's at like four o'clock in the morning, and I oh. forget other people don't do that. That uh, that's rare to come by for like flights to Europe. I feel okay. I don't know. I've never flown to Europe. Um, I this is like my third time going, but mm-hmm. as far as I know, typically they try to put you on like at like eight o'clock at the earliest and then like okay. that way like with the time change you could sleep on the flight and then that makes sense yeah. that's nice so you know i'm just hoping that i sleep because i didn't sleep last time i went to europe and uh i was out by nine on the first night there <laughs> I, I guess you catch up at some point, though. Yeah, but this is this is a short trip, so like I need to like be adjusted. Oh, okay. So yeah, um, but yeah, which going to London? I thought that this movie was going to take place only in London. Nope. But uh, train spotting apparently is mainly in Scotland. Uh, it's. The most like aggressively Scottish vibe yeah. <laughs> I've gotten. It's this is I've seen this movie before before I... watching it for this, uh, and both times to- I didn't think I'd have to do it the second time too, but I did. I had to turn the subtitles on. Oh, <laughs> um, I actually read that there was some conversation as to whether or not they would have subtitles in the movie. Um, the, the accents are so thick. Yeah. There Don't were, get me wrong, I love them. They're charming as hell, but I couldn't understand a goddamn thing they were There were a handful of times that I was watching it, and like maybe I wasn't paying total attention, and I'm like, what did they just say? There was a point, actually, in the version I watched with subtitles, uh, there was actually a moment where the subtitles disappeared because I don't think the subtitle writer knew what the guy was saying. <sighs> That's it was like, it was like a sentence and then he definitely a hundred percent said something else. Um, uh, and there was nothing on screen, but I could not make heads or tails of it. I'm sure whoever wrote the subtitles couldn't either. Maybe it was uh, some sort of a translation. Maybe, you know, 
Like, uh, I don't know. They were like, oh, you know, they, uh, it's like watching a Godzilla movie. Okay. Where, like, they're like, oh, you know, we're just going to dub them over. But, like, the, the, uh, the, uh, the Japanese words take longer to say than the English words. So when they finish the English words, they just, like, their mouth moves for another minute. Yes, but this movie is in English. Kinda. They're speaking <laughs> I English. I debate that. I think. <laughs> it's, it's a really, I love Scottish accents because they sound like, so, they sound like drunk British. Like, like angry drunk British. Yeah. And I love it. Um, it's, it's a very, like, harsh sound. Yeah. It's... Yeah, everything about this movie was kind of hard to get through, to be 100% honest. But, like, yeah, it's it's an accent. I don't know. It's one of those things that, like, I, I feel like I'm slightly better adjusted because my my girlfriend's from Ireland. So, like, I, I'm used to hearing people talk with – it's not a British accent, but it's kind of a British accent – yeah. And then, like, but also, like, she's lived in America for three years. So, like, it's definitely softened her accent a little bit. Right. Well, I also, maybe I'm wrong, but from what I've, it, my little experience with people with Irish accents is that Irish accents are a little bit gentler than Scottish yeah. accents. Yeah. That's. That's true, right? Like Scottish accents sound very like, uh, like coarse, like almost German. <laughs> like, yeah, I could see that. Harsh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no that that makes sense. <laughs> um, and one of the things I read doing research for this, and it makes sense. They said the first few scenes in the movie are pretty like. They tried to light like Americanize their accents as much as they could, so that it really would, apparently, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so that it would I, be like tolerable for an American audience, and then like that they were like, you know, then like as the movie goes on, they they try less hard because they figure you're adjusted. Yeah, I maybe, but I can't. I I really thought I wouldn't have to use subtitles twice because I already know this movie fairly well, uh, and I thought I'd be able to like follow it fine. But like I just word to word, I could not understand it. Maybe it's me too. Like my hearing isn't great (laughs) sometimes, (laughs) but. Uh I I feel like I should have watched this with subtitles <laughs> at some you know at least did you like get lost? I did a little bit it's I mean it, it's a druggy movie so like it's already got weird jumps and things and like moments that it's mm-hmm. hard to follow but like I feel like the moments when like maybe I wasn't paying as much attention and then like I'm like are they still speaking English <laughs> <laughs> No, at some point they just like start speaking another language and no one notices. <laughs> but yeah. We just kind of like went with it, pretended we got it. But so do you think that 
subtitles are like a necessity for this almost yes for americans yes absolutely for me for for an american uh whose ears aren't always friends with their brain (laughs) can't always well sometimes i turn subtitles on um in movies where i can't understand what they're saying uh I, I I don't know. I like reading. I I had the subtitles turned on on my Netflix for like a long time, and then I was watching a comedy special, and I realized that I was reading ahead of the jokes, and I'm like, I can't do this. Um, yeah, I turn I turn subtitles off if it's if one I feel like they're spoiling it for me. Yeah. And or two, if it's like really visually stunning what I'm looking at and I don't want to get distracted by subtitles. That's fair. Uh, otherwise, I need them. <laughs> I can't I can't hear. I need to read them. Um, I went to I went to an English movie in Switzerland a few uh-huh. weeks ago and it was it was in English, but it had French and German subtitles. And it had both of them going at the same time, so I tried to follow along in French, which I don't speak. Um, <laughs> so, so then how would you follow along? Well, I, I guess was, that's how you teach yourself French. Well, I was like, what words do I know? Oh, okay. And I was like, all right, how similar are the French and the German? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, not very. No. But it... In my stupid American brain, I was like, oh, this is just one long subtitle. Not really even until, like, I saw, like, a character said, like, no. And then it was just no, no. And I'm like, they only said no. And then I was like, oh. Right. in German. It's not exact, but, yeah. But, uh. You know, I I took Spanish in in high school and college, so like I don't know. Spanish and French are they're friends. (laughs) Yeah, but like, yeah, but like they're similar. (laughs) Kinda. Sorta. They're 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 both they got similar things going on. They're they're both romantic languages. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're. Not similar enough. That's true. Um, but it could also just be the fact that all foreign language has left my mouth and I don't know anything. Well, I I took French in in high school and I retained none of it. Yeah. And I kind of I kind of thought like some of it would stick in my brain because like I didn't get bad grades. Like I I did okay in French class, but, like, none of it. it it's gone forever. I think that, like, my Spanish is good enough that, like, if I was working in a job where I needed, like, basic Spanish, I could get by. Okay, that's good. Um, I don't think I could do that with French. <laughs> um, but that also... I to, like, ask for directions in Quebec, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> did they speak English, though, or...? A lot of people in Quebec don't speak English, oh, which really? I didn't that expect. Sucks. Yeah, a lot of people speak only French. Because uh, when I was in France, they all would like hear me talk, and then they'd be like, "Oh, this is an American," and then right. just, <laughs> I'd be like, "Bonjour," and they're like, "Hi, how's they're it going?" Like, okay, 
drop the shit. Like, here, we'll help you. Well, uh, my girlfriend made fun of me because, like, after we went to a show, I, there was, like, a hot dog cart. And I was like, bonjour, can I get a hot dog? And uh, <laughs> she was like, you, you fucking idiot. That's, I mean, it's so. French. It's still French. Yeah, you know, I was trying. I didn't want to be like, hey, uh, you know, there was an American guy in front of me that was like uh, using, he kept, he was speaking a lot of English. And I'm like. I mean, I'm so afraid of fucking up, like, the pronunciation of things that when, if I'm in a restaurant where the menu is in a different language, I don't try. I just point to the thing I want. Well, that's that's kind of what we did, where I was like. I was like, can I try that? And then I would try to say it, but I was also like this one. Yeah, I'm not I'm not about to fuck up an Italian accent at an Italian restaurant with an Italian waiter. Like I can't. What if it was an American waiter? Uh if it was an American waiter, I would be less intimidated, but I still wouldn't want to try to pronounce it. That's fair. Yeah. Um But yeah. So, so train spotting. This is right. the second heroin movie we've done. Yeah, I was actually um, listening a little bit to the Sid and Nancy one we did recently. Oh, third heroin uh, movie, but yeah. Oh, what was the wait? Third? Basketball Diaries. Oh, right. Okay, I guess heroin inspires a lot of music. Yeah. Yeah, that makes uh, that makes. I mean, aren't all these movies from like? The 90s? Uh, yeah, All actually, yeah. All of them in the 90s, right? Uh, Sid and yeah. Nancy might have been late 80s, but I think it was the 90s. Yeah. Um, well, there was a fascination with hair. Sid and Nancy was 86, was. but yeah, that's close enough. Okay, but that's that's a close... Yeah. It's It, it has, like, similar influence, too, like, yeah. music-wise, I think. Yeah, there's a lot um, of like, there's a lot of disco in this that I kind of enjoyed, but there's also a lot of like punky stuff. Yeah, this this soundtrack in particular is I think I, I think her name is Diane. She says something uh, like like times are changing, like music is changing. I don't know who Iggy Pop is. Like you have to get yeah. get with it. And it's like you can kind of hear that in the soundtrack too, where it's it's this mix of like Iggy Pop and Lou Reed with like, uh, you know, a, a more more of an electronic yeah like influence in other ways. Well, so that was kind of the thing where like I knew a lot of like the the rock music, but I didn't know like any of the electronic music. Yeah, it's it's like. Because I think 1996, like mid to late 90s, there was like a hard shift in pop music yeah. from like like rock to like Euro pop. Yeah. <laughs> like as in Europe, in America too, like we got it too. But um, there, there was like a big change between like 1995 and 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, music wise and you can kind of hear it here yeah um because it kind of transitions granted there's stuff that's more like i don't even know if to say iggy pop solo stuff is like true punk but there's like the brit pop 
post-punk type stuff, but then there's also yeah. like the electronic, like Europop sort of stuff. Yeah, I I like forgot because I've seen this movie before, but I wasn't like paying attention to the soundtrack. Um, seeing it now, like more thinking about the soundtrack and scrutinizing yeah. it, it's like way more diverse than I remember. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's kind of a mix. The, the thing that I noticed a lot too, is that even though this is like a, a movie that's known for its soundtrack, it, the soundtrack does a good job of narrating without getting in the way of. Yeah. Things. Which is like something a good soundtrack does. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like it. I don't want to compare it to Pulp Fiction just because I know that this was marketed as the British Pulp Fiction. It was. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. That was that was the big selling point. They were like, "This is the British Pulp Fiction." All right. Um, I mean, which I I disagree with strongly, but yeah, I wouldn't have compared the two. But the way that like Quentin Tarantino in that movie uses the soundtrack to like right tell the story but it's not so aggressive it's like memorable enough but it's not aggressive in the sense that like like something like baby driver yeah baby driver was a bit too on the nose i think that's why baby driver bothered me (laughs) (laughs) um but i like i think the use of certain songs in certain moments are like I mean I guess the most obvious one is uh, Perfect Day when um, when Ren overdoses and he's being like dragged into a car and he's like near dead and this Lou Reed song is playing in the background and it's it's the most obviously like the li- lyric wise on its own, it, it doesn't seem like a sad song, but it is such a sad song. Yeah. W- regardless of what Lou Reed intended it to be, I have no idea what this song is supposed to be about, but like, it's a sad song. Just, just the, instrumental alone. Yeah. It's, it's a big, emo- you know, one of the things Lou Reed does best, I, he's not always necessarily a great lyricist, but, sonically he gets emotion across yeah like i think um this song when i hear it i'm not i don't even think because people thought it was always about drugs like it was about the feeling of being high and knowing lou reed it may have been (laughs) it might have been but it could also just be about like uh like being alone in general, like it just, it almost sounds like a sarcastic song. Like I'm glad I, I could spent today with you and you is me. And I'm, I, I'm just here. I went and drank sangria and in the park by myself. Yeah. If you read the, I was, if you read the lyrics, like thinking of it as like, I just spent the day by myself. I'm fine, but not really. <laughs> like it makes sense to me. It could also be about heroin, like spending the day with heroin. <laughs> well, so that but, kind of just reading the lyrics and thinking about this movie, it does. It almost feels like the Lou Reed could have been a character in this movie, just based on what he says absolutely. in this song. 
I think the the song is open to interpretation. I think the only interpretation that isn't valid in my mind is that it's just about going on a nice date with someone. <laughs> like that's not no. I don't believe it. I feel like I'm gonna re-listen to this and be like, actually, I do think it's just about going on a nice date. It might be like that might have been what it was intended to be, but like I refuse to. I cannot play this song over a genuinely like nice day. It has to be over something dark, <laughs> or it has to be alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair. I get that. Um. Yeah, I. I don't know. I don't know what to say about the music in this movie. Otherwise I liked like, I liked the post punky stuff. I liked that there was a little bit of a mix. There was some classical music in there and yeah. lust for life is a great opener. Um, it is. It's, it's a great song. Yeah. And I really like that opening sequence. I think yeah. that's just such a good fun way to introduce these people that was my favorite part of the movie the whole intro yeah yeah which like so i hadn't seen this but i tried to watch it before mm-hmm. and like that's about as much as i watched and i'm like oh this is kind of cool and then i was like i guess i've seen it now yeah yeah, yeah. so I mean, there are, I think there are more, uh, like, interesting, trippy sequences in the movie. Right. Uh, But in terms of, like, just being a good, fun way to open. Yeah. uh, I I think that's, and I think it's a really good song choice for it, too. Yeah. Um, But all my favorite scenes are the ones that, like, are, are really fucked up and make no sense. Like, the baby crawling on the ceiling and him, like, swimming through the, the sewer. Like, love it. The, love the, that shit. The sewer scene I enjoyed. Um, the baby crawling on the ceiling, I'd already tapped out because I was, like, after seeing the dead baby, I'm like, I'm not down with this anymore. Like, that was the moment. Well, yeah, the, I think that's why I... Like, I don't like the idea of a dead baby. <laughs> that's that's no. not why I like the scene. Uh, I, in fact, I very much don't like that idea at all. But I think that's why it's so effective as a scene. Because, like, what a goddamn nightmare to see something, like, the most horrific thing you can imagine in almost, like, a cartoonish yeah. uh, horror movie way like like that's so fucked up i can't imagine because of course he he sort of i think when you're on heroin you sort of don't really grasp like the weight of a dead what's baby. going on around you yeah yeah like you can, can kind of like be out of it and dissociate but when he's coming off, it's like he's it's like it's just occurring to him in this moment of withdrawal that a baby is dead. And he, yeah. And he processes this information in the worst fucking way, which is seeing the manifestation of the baby crawling on his ceiling and he, rotating its head. Like that's terrible. That still doesn't sell me on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was still I I was pretty traumatized by the dead baby to begin with. 
Uh, so yeah. I was like, I don't want, like, I, I almost stopped. What? And I was, I mean, the fact that they showed it at all is kind of insane. Oh, it's bold. I, I was impressed in that sense. I feel like in any movie, no matter what, how gory or gross or horrifying it is, whenever a baby or a child dies, they usually don't show it. Yeah. Like, graphically. Um, or like they'll cut away or something. Yeah. Uh, dead babies and dead dogs. Those are, uh, yeah, those are two things that most movies, uh, don't try to avoid typically. I, I don't know. I see a lot of dead dogs in movies and I don't like it. I think it's a trope that needs to well, die, especially in like horror movies. The dog yeah. always dies. Well, I was going to say dead dog is also like a genre of movie. Like, yeah, I, I had a pretty good tweet the other week. Because um, I saw, have have you ever read the book or at this point seen the movie or posters for the movie, The Art of Racing in the Rain? No, I'm familiar with the title and I sort of know what it's about, but that's it. Um, I read the book when I was in high school. Um, the book's not very good. I don't recommend it, but it's really sad. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, spoiler alert, the dog dies. Um, okay. and it's a movie about a dog. Um, so like, but it also says on it from the producers that brought you Marley and me. And I'm like, well, that's just another dead dog movie. Can't, they're one, one note. Marley and me fucked me up. And it, it, it Marley and me is a movie that pisses <laughs> me off because I don't think it's a good movie. It's not. like, if you, if you really scrutinize it, like it's not a good movie, but it still makes me cry because it's it's like a cheap shot. Well, like if you show a dog getting put down, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cry. Your movie doesn't get points for that. I uh, I saw Marley and Me. The only time I ever saw Marley and Me was when I was in ninth grade and I was in Ireland, uh-huh. and we were. My mom has like a hundred cousins in Ireland, so she's like, We have to see all of my cousins and like we we were over at her cousin's place and then like you know, he had kids that were like me and my brother's age, so they were like, Oh, let's put on a movie. They're like, What do you guys want to watch? And we're just trying to be polite, Oh, you know, whatever you guys want, it's fine. And they put on Marley and me and I'm like, This is a sick family. It's <laughs> Marley and me is so fucked up. Oh, it is. It's- you know what it is? It's tragedy porn. I don't yeah. like that. I hate that. I hate when... If a movie is sad, that's fine. But if it's sad for the sake of being sad, and it's like twisting the knife and not doing anything else, like, fuck you. What if... What if the movie, like... How do you feel about people that, like, watch the same movie over and over again, despite the fact that they know that it makes them cry? Well, that's their own, like... That's not that's that's what I think of tragedy porn as, to some extent. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely part of it. It's melodrama. It's like a movie that is specifically meant to make you cry. And if people watch it like to make themselves cry, knowing that, like, fine, they can. But I don't love movies that are like, like if a movie can make me sad, and it still has merit good but if it's a bad movie and it's just gonna it's upset just there me, to make you cry and it's just there to make me cry like fuck you that was like that's basically uh did did you read pitchfork's review of bohemian rhapsody 
No. They they basically said it's a terrible movie. The only scenes that are good are when they recreate the live aid footage. Um, but I was moved by it, but I was already moved by the actual footage. So it's just a cheap cash in that they're, they're utilizing. The movie didn't make me cry. Queen made me cry in the eighties. Yeah. So it's, it's not fair. They're stealing sadness that was already there. And I don't want them. If I cry at a movie, I don't want them to get credit for it. I don't want them to be proud of themselves for making me cry. Like, you don't deserve that. <laughs> See, at that point, there was no effort. You but what if this is a terrible example because you don't like superhero movies? But I was going to be like, you know, what about the people that cried at the end of the Avengers Endgame? I didn't. I didn't watch it in Avengers Endgame. But like, I feel like the end of that is very intent to make you cry. But it was also ten years in the making. Does that count as? No, that doesn't count because there's something else there other than the okay. cry. <laughs> there's so if there is some if I am benefiting somehow and the sadness is like well-written sadness and interesting sadness, I'll accept it. But if it's shit <laughs> and it just makes me cry and the movie is like, "Haha, we made you cry." Like that's we did it. <laughs> That's actually the the first scene in the. It, that's the first card in the end credits for the art of racing in the rain. It just says, "Ha ha, we made you cry." Yeah, like that's what. It, well, that's what it feels like. It's like you're being, you're just being jerks. Like, give me a good movie if you're gonna make me cry. Um, <laughs> I, I I mostly agree. Um, I don't, but yeah. I don't know. I wonder if some people, I don't know. I'm very curious about the art of racing in the rain because that one I read the book for mm-hmm. and like, it's got a whole reincarnation thing in it, which is also kind of stupid, but like, I don't know. My high school I mean, I dogs are easy. Yeah. Dogs are, and it works. It's a like, genre. Yeah, Dead dogs. Dog yeah. Um, my friend, Sean Barry, um, he is a local comic, but he has a bunch of jokes about how we should kill dogs. So, um, he's, uh, he's rooting for those movies to, to keep being made. I can't imagine this is a genuine plan <laughs> trying to kill dogs. Um, but I don't know. He, you, th- you might think it by the amount of times he says it on stage. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's announcing his his cruelty. Uh, he's yeah. warning people. Yeah, but um. Hide your dogs. But yeah. Anyway, there were no dogs in Train Spotting. No, but there was a cat that I was very concerned about. Was there a cat? I don't... There was a kitten when um when what's his name dies, and they talk about how he died, which is like the. The dumbest way he could have died, considering his whole life. It, basically, he, like, got a cat. He got a kitten to give to his ex-girlfriend to win right, her back. Right, And she says no, so he's stuck with a kitten, but he's a junkie, so he can't take care of a kitten. So the kitten's, like, shitting all over the place, and he dies of a stroke from... Right, right, right. That... 
And there's a very upsetting scene where you just see his dead body in an empty apartment and a kitten walking around like, what the fuck is going on? Um, I, I hope the kitten's okay. That's all I care about. At that about. point, the kitten should have eaten him. But No, it was a kitten. They found him. Animal? Yeah, but if, if you die in your apartment, your cat's supposed to eat you. That's what they say, but it was like a teeny tiny cat. I don't think she knew what what to do. I don't know. Maybe they got to him in time. I don't know. There was was a lot of time things in this movie that I didn't totally get. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. I didn't like this movie. (laughs) I don't don't think I've said that yet, but I I wasn't stoked. I figured you didn't like this movie. <laughs> I uh, like this movie a lot. I I see why it's popular. I see why it's famous, and I respect it for that. Um, but you personally didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it, and I think I didn't enjoy it. I'm just like, I'm not in a headspace right now that I want to, like, take in a lot of media that has a lot of drugs in it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Like, I started reading a book about a guy that, like, takes psychedelics, which, different types of drugs, but, like, I was like, I don't like, uh, not that I didn't like it, but I was like, I'm not feeling this right now. I don't want to keep reading this. And, like, sort of the same thing with this, where I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch people do heroin. Especially this movie, because it's supposed to, the way it's shot and the way it's paced is supposed to, like, make you feel kind of dizzy. Yeah, it's gritty. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, I think it was well done for what it is, and I think if I had seen this when I was younger, I would adore it. Mm -hmm. But I think, I also think there's a lot of uncomfortable things in in it outside of, like, dead babies and the hallucinations and stuff. I, I think like, actually this was one scene. I I enjoyed the whole sex scene where like, they're like, I forget. Oh, that one, like the cuts between like one of the earlier ones. Right. It's like a montage of, yeah. But I liked when they were like, let's watch our sex tape. And he's like, I might've returned it by accident. And then, like, he goes to breakfast the next morning, and he's like, oh, I had an accident. And then shit flies all over the place. Yeah, this movie is gross. Yeah. It's Um, just gross. Yeah. (laughs) At some point, it's hard to look at. That's true. So, I mean, but those were all, that was, like, my favorite scene. Um, I thought the stuff with him having sex with the girl below the age of consent was very uncomfortable. Yeah, that was weird. That was weirdly handled, too. Uh, I'd argue it wasn't handled at all. Yeah, like, it was, like, the way it happened was, like, I think that that whole thing could have ended with him finding out she's in high school, they have one conversation, and then she disappears from the movie. But yeah. the fact that, like, she came back is and, a little, like, she, uh, like, writes some letters and things, it's, like... Yeah, it's it's weird to keep up that kind of contact. But, like, he is a bad guy. Yeah. No one in this movie is, like, a good person. He's kind of a shit. Right. 
and I mean like he's he's supposed to be he's supposed to be like an anti-hero sort of person. Yeah. I mean, I think part of the whole thing with this movie and actually any movie about like excessive drug use is how like callous you are to like morality, like just Yeah. Like doing that, allowing a baby to die, uh, continuing a relationship with someone who's underage, like things don't phase you as much. Yeah. You don't have as much of like a an inner voice telling you don't do that because you just act on a lot of impulse. Right. So I I guess that's I'm not defending the decision to to do that whole subplot. I think it's I think it could have just been cut in general. Yeah. Well, it, it could have cut a short at least. It could have been a cringy laugh line where it's like, "Oh, you're a friend of hers," and then like it cuts and she's in the school uniform. And yeah, I I kind of thought it could have ended there. Yeah. Or if it did end there, they have like one conversation, yeah. and then it, they, like the fact that like exchanging letters takes a lot of effort. <laughs> Even in the <laughs> mid-90s. Even in the 90s. That's, like, a lot of work. Um, yeah. And also, like, I don't, even their whole meeting scene, I was kind of like, what the fuck? What happens in their meeting scene? Remind me. I think, like, he sees her at the club and sees that she's leaving and then he's like, uh, he follows her out and he's like, oh, hey, you're really pretty. And she's like, uh, blah, you know, she like, she grills him. She's like, you know, I'm, I'm going home, you know, I bet it, like she kind of, this is so stupid, but I, I'll, she kind of like reacts the way that like a lot of women will react when you use a shitty pickup line on Tinder Oh, and yeah, says like, like, oh, you know, I, you know, I bet I'm the first person you've ever said that to. And like, yeah, like rolling her eyes and like, ha, yeah. whatever. and I'm like, oh, cool. You know, this is a guy that seems like he gets everything and like, he's going to get blown off. But then she's like, are you coming or what? And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> this, uh, yeah, that's kind of funny because you like, aren't sure in that moment if she's into him or not. Right. She's just kind of. Like, like, are you coming or what? She's negging him. That's what it's yeah. called. Well, I think that's sort of a decidedly, like, I think that's like a male vision of women where they're like, oh, you know, even if she blows me off, she still totally wants me. And then it's yeah. validated by a movie like this. That's true. I don't like that. Uh, it's And that that is definitely a thing in a lot of movies yeah. of, like, like, well, you think you're so charming, and then it, his charm works. Yeah. Even though she's, like, cynical and maybe smarter than him. Yeah. Uh, that's a trope that needs to die. But I I don't know. I mean, I I didn't... I, it, I feel like her whole character could have just been cut from this movie. Yeah. It didn't make that... Like... They could have changed it a little bit or rewritten it, but I also think it didn't necessarily need to be in there. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, she, there's no like romance between them. Not like not really. really. No. There's, there's the sex scene and that's it. 
Yeah, there's no, there are girlfriends in this movie, but this is not a romance. No. Like, there are not a lot of love happens. Um, this is, it's, it's a really, like, bro-y movie. Yeah. But, like, not in the way that, like, I would typically think of a bro movie. It's, it's a specific kind of bro-y movie. I think, though, I would argue that this movie is aware of how shitty its characters are yeah. and is okay and like doesn't try to justify their actions. Yeah. And I I feel like that's granted I haven't read the book that this is based on, but I feel Neither like I. that kind of is the point of the book. Yeah. I don't think at any point I I didn't get the sense that the filmmaker or the writer was trying to make us like these people yeah. we can enjoy watching it but i don't think they were trying to like make them look like good fun people to hang around like they that's the whole the whole like second act of the movie is him trying to get away with from his shit friends yeah and like, he like he, moves he, to he, like, London realizes and... that they're not friends like they're they suck they're yeah. They're all trouble. And and in the end that is what he does. You know, he takes the money yeah. and he runs. He leaves $4,000 for his friend and then you know yeah. gets Yeah. And the- like and like yeah, it's a shit thing to do, but like fuck those guys. Oh like, yeah. They you don't feel bad for them. They, yeah. You know, it's whoever someone was probably going to try to steal it might as well be me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like that was the attitude. Well, the the one guy even said he's like I would have walked out with it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. I mean, I've, this is, like, as opposed to other bro-y movies I've seen, where it's like, we're supposed to be on board with all the horrible things that are happening. Like, American Pie is a good example. Yeah. Or, um... Uh, Anything uh, Seth Rogen has done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, certain Seth Rogen things. Uh, a lot of, um, you know, like... Like Animal House, like that yeah. genre of movies, where we're supposed to like be on board with the shitty people. Yeah, this I don't think we are. No, uh, and I think the the risk you run whenever you make any sort of movie about uh, like you know, drug use or some sort of shitty negative lifestyle, you run the risk of glamorizing it, even if it's unintentional. Um, one of That's the, true. One of the criticisms, I've never watched it, but a criticism I always hear of American History X is like, even though it's not a movie that's pro-Nazis, it doesn't necessarily make Nazis look bad. Um, yeah. I don't think this is a romanticizing of drugs at all. Well, I think so what I was going to say is I think that this is the best. This, in terms of the heroin movies we, we've watched, I think that this <laughs> one is the best in not romanticizing uh, drug, u- drug use or, you know, the lifestyle that comes with it. That's true. It doesn't – because you know what the problem is? I think a lot of these – movies about drugs not just the ones we've watched but i think they they could make their movies sad like they could have like a bad like a rent is a good example yeah it doesn't romanticize drugs but 
it sort of inadvertently romanticizes the sadness. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that wasn't intentional, but like this movie is not only sad, but it's gross. Like it's unappealing. Like it's ugly and it's, it's dizzying and it's nauseating. You know, the actors aren't really, you know, they're not good looking actors necessarily. I mean, uh, you and McGregor at the top, someone was into that. (laughs) Like, I could, I could see it, I think. I mean, I, I guess I do, too, but... I but they are all, like, sickly-looking... Yeah. Uh, ...like, men. But, like, it's not like... I don't know. It's... Watching something like Sid and Nancy, where, like, that... I guess of the three heroin movies we've done, that's the only one where people actually die... Oh no. Okay, it's back. Yes. Um, All right. Repeat what you said. <laughs> so of of the three big three strictly heroin movies cuz Rent is kind of a heroin movie but in a different way. Um Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Sid and Nancy, they they both die. Uh, but right. it's it's basically Romeo and Juliet for you know the late seventies heroin addicts. Uh huh. Where like in this, nothing good happens. Arguably, the best thing that happens is the guy no. says he's going to quit using drugs. Yeah, I mean the. Nothing good happens as a result of doing drugs. Right. There's no, like, there's, there's no, like, well, um, nobody could watch this movie and argue, like, well, if I get, if I do heroin and get in with these people, I could, like, have good friends or have a girlfriend or, or, like, have fun. They're not having fun. Like, they're not, they're not enjoying their lives. They, they don't seem to like being on heroin they 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 seem to just they're they're stuck in a cycle and they're aware of it yeah like their lives suck 100 and they're just gonna continue to suck yeah which i appreciate this movie for doing that like not making any of it seem like it's not just sad it's just disgusting like it's just a gross ugly life that they're living yeah to yeah. the point where it's comical. Like, this is a dark comedy because it's so, like, nasty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like I said, my my, my favorite parts were, were gross, <laughs> essentially. Because <laughs> even, like, even, like, the sex scenes aren't, like, they're not sexy. They're, like... Yeah. And, you know, arguably real sex is nothing like it is in a movie, but like, it's also, you know, watching, you know, people just kind of like flop around and like get into a fight about, (laughs) did I return the videotape of us having sex? You know, it's at once terrifying to think if it happens to you, but also hilarious to be like, look at these morons. It's pretty funny. Cause like the, 
that isn't a thing we have to be concerned about today, but the other concern is, like, the internet and, and <laughs> like, accidentally sharing something to more people than you had intended. Isn't there... Wasn't there a movie where, like, people made a sex tape, posted it on the cloud, and then it got hacked? Probably. That's like, that sounds like a movie that exists. Yeah, that's like the 2019 version of that. Yeah. But, yeah. As opposed to, like, returning a VHS where, like, probably the only person who's going to enjoy that video, like, works at your local Blockbuster. <laughs> well, then you have to go to a new Blockbuster. Yeah, you have to go to a new blockbuster. Um, um and like what? The, what's the? What is this guy gonna do? Like, <laughs> blackmail <sell> it? it. <laughs> blackmail you? I don't know. Blackmail the heroin addicts that have nothing going on for them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah. Um. That's interesting. Um. But. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about this because it was ugly, though. Yeah, well, like, the ugliness was what turned you off to it? I think a little bit of that. And a little bit of just not being in the mood for drugs. (laughs) (laughs) I I just say no. That's a good way to be. Yeah. I think to not be in the mood for them. Yeah. You know, I'm like a walking. You know, pe- I'm like a dare program with legs. Yeah. You know, as opposed to me, I'm I'm the one that they warned you about <laughs> back in high school. <laughs> I like dead babies. <laughs> I go down to the park and I go, "You want to see a dead baby? Hit this blunt." Yeah. And then I do a weed. <laughs> you in front of the kids. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'd watch I'd watch a musical about the Dare program. Oh, that sounds like a disaster. Yeah. But in a fun way. Um, but yeah. I uh I don't know anything else Danny Boyle has done besides this. Uh he's he's done a, a lot of other stuff. Um I say is I, I I definitely know what he did. I'm definitely not looking it up right now. Um, <laughs> I definitely he have did a it by heart. To this. A to remember. Yeah, th- there was a sequel to this, which I hear is pretty good, but I am hesitant. I can't I can't really imagine it being like I I wouldn't have made a sequel to this. There's I can't think of where it would go. Oh, 28 Days Later and Slumdog Millionaire. And 127 Those are Hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's done some big... Oh, and did he do Yesterday? Yeah. Oh, wow. Did you see Yesterday? I didn't. No, I didn't. But I think I added it to the list. So... Oh, okay. Um, I'd be curious. I hear it's like, okay... <laughs> I've I've generally heard good things, but also I'm kind of like idea, I, guess. I don't know. I I have a lot of like comic friends that are trying to like find ways to parody it with just other things, and I'm like it it only uh, I don't know if it works like other different. artists. Well, in kind of like someone a, a friend of mine tweeted out like. 
oh, you know, guy suffers from a head injury, and then, like, you know, he, like, starts saying, like, Louis C.K. jokes. And then, like, you know, his friends are like, that's really funny. And he's like, you guys don't remember Louis C.K.? He he had these jokes, and then he masturbated, you Uh, know, like. But, I don't know. Okay. I, I I'm very curious to see how yesterday does it because like yeah in I'd be the curious. concept is is ridiculous on its own. It's like at the very least it's original. Like I don't know how well it's gonna work, but like it's like a fun idea. Yeah. I guess. Um. But yeah, Train Spotting Two is two hours long. This. The, yeah, say what you want about train spotting, but it's it's short. It's short. I was I was very happy about that. You know, there's It's fast. There's nothing worse than like if if this movie was like two and a half hours, I wouldn't have finished it. Yeah, well, two and a half hours would have been really like nauseating. Yeah. But yeah, it's like ninety minutes or so, hour forty or so. But at the same time, I know that the director's cut of Midsummer just came out and it's well over three hours and yeah, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> how, how long is Midsummer? To be miserable. It's long. Like the, not the director's cut, like the theatrical release is like two and a half hours. Oh, I've been avoiding and horror movies. So I had a great time and I want to be miserable. I want to I, watch more. of it. I heard a lot of good things about Midsummer, but I really liked it. I it's not for everyone. Um, <laughs> I guess a friend of mine that saw it. I was like, should I go see it? He was like, watch it after you go to Europe. And I was like, uh, oh, well, that's a good point. Don't watch it before you go to Europe. But like, I don't know. I guess it's a perfect movie to not watch on the plane ride to London tomorrow. So so maybe well, I'm gonna sleep. So maybe on the ride back. Okay. Yeah, on the ride back. Once you're once you're coming back to America, you could watch it. This is this is so weird. I'm like looking at the Wikipedia page and I'm just looking at the poster and I'm like is is it scary? Yes. <laughs> it's it's not like jump out of your seat scary, it's just disturbing. It's like slow. Is it going to ruin my life? No. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> so it depends on what sets you. I don't know. It, I feel like it's gonna send me down like a, a pit of existential dread. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it. I mean, it's it's pretty like hammy. It's hammy enough that like okay. I don't believe this is a thing that will happen to me. You know. But um, it's. It's more like just like slow and disturbing, and it's like the whole movie takes place in broad daylight. It doesn't become night, which oh, is that's which a... is good but awful. <sighs> I don't know if I'm ever going to watch. It this. fucks you up. I don't know. It's, well, so it's very long. Here's the thing: like, I'll I'll read books. I read a lot of books, and the books mm. aren't always horror, but like they'll, like, fuck me up and ruin my life for, like, six months. Yeah, I've, I I have noticed that, like, 
horror books will scare me more than horror movies sometimes. Oh, 100%. Depending on what it is, I guess. I I will stand by that hardcore. Just because yeah. anything I can imagine is scarier than something that I'll watch. That's true. Um, that is true. But, like... Yeah, I don't know. I'm worried that this is going to ruin my life. Don't <laughs> you don't have to put yourself through it. But I liked it. I'm just, I, I'm just a, I'm just a mess. I'll, I'll report back <laughs> if I end up watching it on the Please flight do. home. I'll be like, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I read both my books and then like I saw they had it, so I was like, ah, what the hell? Sure. But yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else about train spotting? Uh, not, not in particular. I like this movie. I'm glad I watched it again. Um, <laughs> for some reason. This one I'm not opposed to giving another chance when it would be something I'd be in the mood for. Okay. Yeah. It I, is a specific kind of mood, I guess. Yeah, because, like, I just think that I was not in the best headspace to watch it. Sure. Where, like, I don't know. If it was, like, something I, I don't know. Yeah. If I would, like, well, went in with, mean, with the right. It could name. be a lot. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. All right. Cool. I'm going to hit end. Unless. Just a perfect day. Drink sangria in the park And then later When it gets dark we go home Just a perfect day 